0: Welcome to the Akashic Reading Podcast presented by AkashicReading.com, the place where you can learn to access your soul's wisdom, or at least stop digging the hole any deeper. I'm your host, Terry Uctana, and today I'll be talking about past lives. Having worked with soul books and the Akashic Records for so long, I sometimes forget that people are taught by various religions that we only get one lifetime. Which may be true, but from what I see in people's soul books, this is not the case. Clients ask me if I can find a past life for them. And yes, yes I can. In fact, most soul books have so many listed that it takes up over half of the entire book. I sometimes have difficulty sorting through all of them to find something that matches what they're looking for. Because we all want to be relevant and important and seen even if it's in a lifetime that happened before we were born this time around. People want to know they were famous or important in some way and usually think of that as within the past couple of hundred years or in a variety of cool cultures and time periods that they were taught about in school. Egyptian is a past-life favorite. Roman is another. Native Americans is high on the list for people living in the U.S., Europe, and Canada, while Celtic is coming into favor. Irish during the potato famine is not even thought of. Classical Greek culture makes people a bit squeamish, and Christian during the time of Christ is problematic on a great many levels. Most Christians didn't know or experience Jesus directly, and yet lived lives of fear due to persecution, both from the majority culture and Judaism. And those who lived strikingly famous lives tended to suffer the most, Martyrdom is great in theory, but not as fun to relive through a past life. What I find interesting about people's past lives are not the individual lives, the most of which are mundane from a famous person standpoint, but the themes or lessons or methodology that appear when they're viewed together. In reading people's soul books, What I see is some people choose to embody as male when doing research or working on a project, such as being an explorer or a scientist or a merchant that travels. They live solitary lives this way over and over, not to learn a lesson, but to learn more about how the world works and how humans work within it, like PhD research. Pauses between these lives are usually large. Others choose to embody as couples over and over again because they work best as a team, and part of their work is to provide loving, stable homes for other beings to grow in, creating a platform for those beings to start their journeys earlier than otherwise possible. Still others go through life after life working through personal issues such as learning that sovereignty doesn't require power over another, and that power doesn't empower individuals necessarily. This can be seen in life after life, switching back and forth from male to female, from powerful to disempowered, to lives where sovereignty is available if effort is extended. We all have past lives, and they are amazing stories, not only of unique events that have helped form us, but of choices about who we wish to be and who we choose to become. They aren't necessarily dramatic stories of grand success or utter failure, but are the best parts of ourselves, those parts who try when it would be easier to just sit back. Past lives can be fun, or they can be dreary, or they can be a bit horrifying. People love to dig into them for a variety of reasons. Some want to relive a glorious lifetime of wealth or fortune or fame. Some want to know why they are fascinated by a certain topic or hobby or profession. Others want to heal something they feel is a holdover from another life, or to deal with a debt they feel they owe to someone. Most people have lived hundreds of past lives, and while they may never have been famous, there are a finite number of famous people and a gazillion souls living lives, most of us have had fun or cool-to-hear-about lives that make us feel less ordinary or mediocre. It's fun to relay things of that nature even if the specifics of the life don't have a lot of relevance to the current life. What I find interesting in looking at past lives is that as much as the experts talk about karma and constantly living in order to work out issues and deal with debts, most people I read for aren't doing that. They don't have the sort of Damocles swinging over their head waiting for them to forget that they owe someone or that they've been horrible in a past life and forcing them to suffer this one. Some people have issues, memories that they carry over in their body or in their emotional body, which affect them now. Fear of birds, memories of torture, the need to read and explore everything about the American Civil War, a dislike of Europe that is visceral and has no relation to the present as they've never been there. These usually abate when the relevant life or lives is found and explored. It's usually a reminder of something that they don't want to have happen again, like a token you wear to remind you not to date losers anymore or to keep you from making hasty financial decisions. It's a reminder not to choose that path again. Annoying and sometimes debilitating in this life until it's figured out, but helpful in keeping you on the path you have chosen this time around. Something I find fascinating about past lives is the patterns that they highlight. Again, with hundreds to choose from, why is one life more important than another? Sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's the group as a whole that tells the story. Like the person who chooses adventure each lifetime and having a relationship is secondary to that. They only take on a relationship if that person is going to adventure with them. Or they take one on to see if they can keep themselves from adventuring And they do that over and over until they can see that the relationship is the adventure. Or someone who chooses quiet family life over and over even though they have amazing skills and gifts. Then they begin choosing more difficult lives of service and alternate between family lives and service over a period of time to build up positive experience. The variations are fascinating and endlessly unique. Just because you weren't a world-renowned artist or political figure doesn't mean that you're ordinary or bland. Your past is a rich tapestry that has helped you develop into the being you are today. Just don't get sidelined trying to relive the past. It's the now that's most important. You can always look back, but you only have one chance at this now. Just like personal past, or history, or baggage, however you want to look at it, past lives inform our current existence. We are what we have been and only have what we have created to work with in this life. So to a certain extent, remembering where we have been, what we've done, what's happened to us, and what we learn from it is a very good thing. If you stubbed your toe on that concrete step once, you're less likely to do it again. And you'll look at all steps just a little more cautiously and step a little bit higher until exhaustion or sleep deprivation or distraction or partying causes your attention to go elsewhere. And there's another lesson learned, right? If we didn't learn those lessons from experience or didn't remember them, we'd just keep stubbing our toes over and over again because our behavior wouldn't change. And the physics of our bodies and the step wouldn't change either. We would be toe-stubbing fools, shocked each time it happened, and then going right on to do it all over again. Viewing and reviewing past lives can help us in this by making the lessons we have learned from them conscious once again. Or reinforce them, if we do have them well in hand this time around. They remind us of circumstances, of choices, of scenarios, and how they played out so we can do things differently or even better this time and it's always nice to know why you feel or do or like or choose certain things know thyself is not just a rule to live by it's a great gift that can help so much in this crazy thing we call life the challenge is not to go back to living in the past the past should not be the present just as it's not healthy to dwell on what we cannot change obsess on what could have been, or bemoan what should never have happened. So trying to change what has occurred in a past life or taking on specifics and challenges from then can derail who you are now. You're meant to live this life informed by who you have been, not turn back the clock and try to recreate what has already occurred. Don't dwell on the past. Learn from it. Acknowledge it and then move forward to create today as best you can. And that's all the time we have this week. Next week, we'll continue with more information about past lives, what they mean, and how they can help you live a better life now. If you're interested in knowing more, check out akashicreading.com. Bye!